Are you looking for the perfect keto snack companion that really packs a punch? Then let me introduce you to G-R-A-P-O-W, Grapow. Visit JimmyLovesGrapow.com. Be sure to enter the coupon code Jimmy and you'll get 15% off of your order. Grapow is made with all natural, high-quality ingredients, no GMOs, no soy, no grains, and no sugar. It was developed by the Ketogenic Baking Company, a new food startup looking to support any and everybody looking to improve their quality of life, whether it's low-carb keto or just living an active lifestyle. Grapow! is unlike any ketogenic snack you've tried before. Once again, go to jimmylovesgrapal.com, enter the coupon code JIMMY at checkout, you'll get 15% off of your order. G-R-A-P-O-W, Grapal. Hey guys, I've got a great new product to tell you about here today that is the first all-in-one keto meal that gets its nutrition from quality real foods. It's called Ample K. Go to amplemeal.com, enter the coupon code MORE15, that's M-O-O-R-E-1-5 at checkout, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Ample K is the first complete keto meal that gives you all the healthy fats in a powdered mix-on-the-go format. It will help you stay in ketosis with just six net carbs for a 400 calorie meal. It is packed with MCTs for enhanced ketone production and 70% of the calories come from fat, which will help you satisfy your hunger, give you energy throughout the day and keep you in ketosis. It also is good for the gut health and they put 40 billion CFU probiotics in every meal. Again, it's called Ample K. Go to amplemeal.com and be sure to enter the coupon code more or 15 at checkout for 15% off of your first order. Ample K. Coming up in episode 1359, Jade Nelson. Connecting and educating and making the world a more informed and healthier place. You're listening to the Live in La Vida Low Carb Show with Jimmy Moore. You've helped change so many lives and give us all the courage to take on the rest of the world. This is the longest running health podcast on the air today. You've done so much to spread the word about how diet matters. Over 1,000 episodes strong and counting. The amount of life lives that you've changed at this point is incalculable. And now, here's our host and international best-selling author. You're like the LL Cool J of podcasting. Jimmy Moore. Hey, hey guys, we're back here on the Live and La Vida Low Carb Show with Jimmy Moore. And today, I am so privileged to welcome to the podcast a lady by the name of Jade Nelson. She's a community health educator, wellness consultant, epilepsy advocate and licensed massage therapist. Man, I could use a massage right about now. She has spent the last dozen years guiding people towards their optimal self, be it through massage, through health coaching, and through fitness. She incorporates her education and her personal journey of healing, which you guys It's incredible. I can't wait to share this with you today. She helps individuals build a strong foundation for a fuller, healthier life. And she believes that healing the body is so much more than just a massage. It's about empowering those individuals to heal themselves. She's truly rooting for your health, even when you're having trouble doing it yourself. 
And she's got so many places online where you can uh, connect with her. JadeNelson.net, J-A-D-E-N-E-L-S-O-N.net. And she's also on Instagram. And I love this moniker. The Train Inside Me is her username there. Welcome to the show, Jade. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here with you. And I was so happy to meet you at a conference where we have some mutual friends, uh, Ross and Kara from the F-Bomb Company. Uh, they're doing a great job you know, creating these amazing products that are high fat, low carb, ketogenic friendly. And they were like, hey, you need to meet this lady. And so I got to meet you at this conference and it was just so much fun. You're such a delight. I can tell just from that brief moment where I met you, Jade, that joy is a, so much a part of your daily life. <laughs> it is. It is. It wasn't always, but it is now. <laughs> so why don't we get into that? Why don't we get into the time when it wasn't joyful in your life? And you've had quite a uh, few obstacles in your health that have kind of thrown monkey wrenches in probably what you had planned for your life. Tell us the story. Let's back up and let's learn a little more about who you are. All right, we got to go way back. Way so back. When I, way back. In the time so machine. I, <laughs> <laughs> so when I was um, seven and a half, um, I had my first seizure at seven and a half. And um, that following spring when I was eight, uh, I was diagnosed with temporal lobe epilepsy. Um, mm -hmm. I had had a brain biopsy at that time because they had seen a scar or they thought it was a tumor. Something on my brain, on the, uh, my left temporal lobe, and wasn't sure what it was. Brain, biop brain biopsy determined that it was a scar, and mm -hmm. it, it is believed that it was caused um, during birth when the umbilical cord was wrapped on my neck. Oh, wow. Uh, cutting off the oxygen supply to my brain, which caused the scar. Did your mom know at all? Um, no, they didn't know then, like when I was born. Like, But uh, my mom is a critical care nurse and has been a nurse my whole life, mm -hmm. and she... Um, when I was new, when I, we first found out this was happening and I had my brain biopsy, my mom was just graduating from nursing school. Gotcha. So they kind of pieced that all together um, and figured that's what had, has caused my epilepsy. Um, so the next, my, so I've been diagnosed basically my whole life. I'm 38 now. So mm -hmm. um, it was an up and down roller coaster. They had me, I've been on a total of 10 meds in my life. Wow. And uh, tons of EEGs, tons of tests, and I have had stages throughout my life where I would go seizure-free, but never completely feeling functioning because of the meds I was on, um, right. the side effects. And also with that kind of um, scar on my brain that caused, you know, issues learning, um, it also affects um, emotional things um, and responses. So it was just a challenge. You know, growing up as a kid, you've got your own issues growing up, uh, bullying, you know, you name it. Oh, and yeah. then you throw this on top of it. <laughs> um, it, it has been a, um, a real challenge. Um, I always called the hospital my second home. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so that's always been a, a place that I feel comfortable in, which is kind of weird. Because um, it's familiar, so, that's why. Yeah, it's very familiar. So, um, basically, I would go seizure-free for four years sometimes, and then they would start up again, and I'd be put on new meds. And then that continued my whole entire life with this different challenges 
And then is that about, the protocol from the medical profession that when they try a new epilepsy drug to to be anti seizure, if it doesn't work after a period of time, then they go to the next one, the next one, the next one, and they just keep throwing drugs at it, and they never look at any other modality for fixing this. You are right. Yes. Wow. So what they typically do is they will throw every medication at it, and when the medications don't work, then they will go to something else. What are like, those something else's that they usually go to? Typically, um, ketogenic diet for children, uh-huh. that'll be used. So if they have intractable epilepsy, which basically means they have uncontrollable seizures. Right. So um, they will use that. Um, and it only works I, in a certain percentage of the seizures, right? It, it doesn't help everybody that has seizures, keto, no. right? No, it doesn't. Um, they also use a modified Atkins uh, for adults. Um, some people the Johns uh, Hopkins ha- approach, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, some people have. I've met people over the years that use uh, a VNS, which is a vagal nerve stimulator, mm-hmm. which is placed in the chest, and they use a magnet to run over it to wow. basically uh, stop the um, the connection of the seizure happening in the brain. Mm. Um, I know work? there's a lot. I've, I've met, um, I've met two people and, um, it doesn't, it's not a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, so there's no a hundred percent, I don't think really. So with anything, and then I've met people who've had brain surgery where they've had parts of the brain removed. Sure. Um, and I, I know one person that had that done and she's been seizure free since. So, uh, so I guess um, it's just a matter of figuring out what that right modality is for the individual patient. How did you come across what helped you? So basically, three years ago, I I started having seizures again. Like three and started having, after you were diagnosed, it came yes, back. Yes. Um, and I had always been on meds and never been like 100% seizure free. I still had some things, you know, occasional auras and things. So three years ago, I had another one. And and also medication was extremely expensive. And so we discussed with my doctor switching to a different med and trying a generic. Is it covered by insurance if people had... I guess prescription drug insurance would that be covered or is this not considered coverable? So medication is covered, but I'm just going to be really honest. Right it's now I'm still, still. <laughs> yeah, it's still expensive. I am still on some meds right now and I I probably pay 6 7,000 a year for them. Whoa. Yeah, that's expensive. <laughs> so <laughs> could buy a car for that. Yeah, exactly. So people like it, even if you have insurance and the medication is covered, it's always not covered 100%. And That's especially right. like in my case at the time, I need brand name medication. Yeah. Generic doesn't always work. Right. There's a 20% variance in the make and people don't realize that. And then how we break that down in our system right. because we're, we're, we're individually different. So anyway. Well, what are the totally brand names that, that work for you? Currently right now, I'm on Lamictal and Vimpat. All right, slow it down about 3,000 miles an hour slower than what you said. What, what were the names ah, of those? Okay, I was like... I was I was hibbity, 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 hibbity. That's what I heard. Okay, <laughs> okay. So, Garbitrol and Vimpat. Garbitrol and Vimpat. Garbitrol is uh, 
the time release uh, medication similar to Tegretol, but it's time release. Gotcha. Okay. So anyway, those are two brand names. So mm -hmm. at that time, I had been I was trying to switch off the Garbitrol because uh, it's the most expensive and get on to uh, a different medication called uh, uh, Zonagran or Zonisthamide was the generic. Mm -hmm. So what do these drugs do, by the way? How do they control the seizures? Half the time they don't even know. Wow. So they just so, throw it up against the wall and see what sticks. Yeah, and it depends because some medications are um, useful um, for different types of seizures. So sometimes you can't just be on one, you need to be on two because you may have two different types of seizures. Mm. And that is like trying to understand that I don't, <laughs> I've studied it enough and known enough, yeah. but it's still really hard. How so, do they control the side effects of these drugs that they don't even know the mechanism as to how they're controlling the seizures? Surely there are unintended consequences to these drugs that then maybe another drug has to try to cover up those side effects. Or am I wrong? So sometimes, well, they try to, I have learned you try to live with some of those side effects, but they want to make your quality of life still good. So they will play around with different medications. So, or what go are the less. side effects that, that you have to deal with, with some of these drugs? It varies for everybody. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's chronic headaches. Um, sometimes it's sleep issues. For example, with the zonisamide, I lost over 25 pounds. Hmm. And I had, um, I had, it caused a gastritis. I had a stomach issue. It, it ended up flaring up my stomach. And that's another thing that a lot of those meds will have is it causes um, gut issues. Leaky gut. So, and yeah. So basically, um, I was trying to get on the zonisamide and I couldn't, it, I tried for a whole year and I ended up underweight sick um i basically looked like a skeleton yeah um and i needed to sleep all the time i was dizzy all the time um i didn't feel good so we went to the um i basically got a call from my sister that said have you thought about doing the ketogenic diet mm -hmm. she said i know you would have to change a lot since you don't eat dairy and you don't eat pork and um <laughs> and you uh and you would, and I said, I thought it was only for pediatrics, but that right. is not the case. Right. So I didn't take long. I did a little bit of research. Within two days, I called my doctor and told him to take me off the zonisamide and I was going to do the ketogenic diet. What did he say? He said, um, that's luck. great. <laughs> he said, great. He goes, I support you in doing that. Oh, um, wow. He said, no more than, um, 50 carbs a day and eat as much protein as you want. Yeah. Here is the, uh, uh, here's a website, um, you know, uh, for the Charlie foundation yeah. and sent me on my way. I've had Jim Abrams on this show before and, uh, really amazing work they're doing at Charlie foundation. Yeah. So I, uh, that is what happened. And I went out on my own. I, they didn't have a dietitian around here that would work with me. Mm -hmm. So I kind of, Went on the website and just started pulling things out. Mostly what I found was weight loss. Um, so I just kind of pieced it together on my own. Did you watch the, the film? Year. Did you watch First Do No Harm with Meryl Streep? Yeah. Yeah. I'd seen that years ago. So I rewatched that. And um, Amazing movie, by the way, you guys. It's free on YouTube. Just uh, look it up. <laughs> First Do No Harm with Meryl Streep. Yeah. So... 
that's kind of how I, I got started doing keto for my epilepsy. And last Friday was my two year anniversary. Wow. Congratulations. And thank you. And so it's changed my whole entire life. Now I get to go around talking on podcasts and sharing my story and speaking at places. Um, I had no idea how much it would change my life. Mm -hmm. I, it, I mean, I, I'm on the least amount of meds I've ever been on. Wow. Um, this coming year is the plan to come off more. So we've made some more adjustments to my diet and, mm -hmm. and added CBD oil into it. And hopefully um, I'll be able to come off more. That's the plan. And, um, but it's, it's opened up a whole new world um, in how I view it, uh, how much happier I am. Yes. Um, a lot of the aches and pains I had before mm -hmm. aren't anymore. The side effects I had are almost obsolete. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I, all I can say is I actually am happy for the first time in my life. Wow. Uh, I know what that feels like and I feel hopeful. Um, I feel empowered now because of this diet and I have learned so much information and um now i just want to share it with other people and and guide other people through it well and you're certainly doing that now jade and and you're being very open about it on your social media pages and on your website and and being on this year podcast here today so thank you for being so open and honest about your journey because i know it's a lot of difficult stuff I, I don't know anything about having epilepsy but i know what it's like to be ostracized and to feel like there's no hope and no answer for some health issue um you know and and you finally find something that gives you a glimmer of hope and then you just want to share it with the whole world. And that's what I hear you saying. And I definitely want to get into some of that uh, acceptance and forgiveness and healing that has happened in your life. But let's get to the nuts and bolts of what your diet looks like, because a lot of times when they talk about, oh, ketogenic diets, good for people with epilepsy is anti-seizure. It's not quite the exact same diet. I know when I talked to Jim Abrams about this from Charlie Foundation, he said, oh, you know, there's the mainstream ketogenic diet. But then in the real world of people with epilepsy trying to control seizures, it's a totally different diet. So can you tell us a little more about the specific diet that you do? Yeah. So I figured out that um, I take in uh, about 150 to 160 grams of fat a day. Mm -hmm. um, I take in, when I started, it was almost below 20 grams of carbs. And um, now I can push it to like 35, sometimes 40. Total carbs or net? Um, I started out um, doing net, uh, excuse me, doing total, and then I switched to net and I switched back again. <laughs> so um, it's vegetable I, uh, carbs that you're talking about anyway. So, yes, yeah. it's just vegetables now. I, I don't do. Um, yeah, it all comes from vegetables. And then um, I do. Um, I don't allow myself more than 70 grams of protein. But it usually falls around 50 mm -hmm. for me. Purposely um, moderating it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. 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 And when I started out, because I was didn't really, I didn't know what I was doing. And um, <laughs> None of us really did. <laughs> I, I'm just going to admit it. Um, I ended up losing more weight. Yeah. Because I couldn't figure it out. It took a while. Were you um, under but, eating? Were you just not eating enough? Is that what it was? I think 
for a while I was eating too much protein yeah. and not enough fat. Uh, I'm not hundred percent. And then also this is the other thing. I'm extremely athletic and I was lifting weights and working out nearly six days a week. Hmm. So I wasn't intaking enough food. Right. So my sister looked at me and she goes, you have to stop the cardio. <laughs> stop. So I stopped. And I honestly, this month is the first time I've really added cardio back in. Yeah. After two years. Yeah. Wow. So, um, did you so miss diet, it? Is that why you added it back in or you just kind of, you have so much energy from eating this way? What, what makes you want to get have, back on the treadmill? Um, I missed it. And, um, I feel like I'm at a place now well balanced enough that I could add cardio in a little bit without having to worry about dwindling away. But not six days a week. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. And it's much lower key than it was. Um, and so basically in the beginning I fasted cause I thought I had to. Yeah. And, um, I did that for a year and that might've played a role in why I kept losing weight. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Although it does boost your ketones pretty well when you fast. It does. So was it intermittent um, or were you doing some longer fast? What, what were you doing? The longest I ever did was 48 hours. That's pretty, that's pretty long. Yeah. And that one, I didn't, I didn't feel so good towards the end. So, so basically let's see a few months ago, I was like, you know what? I'm done with the fasting. I don't need it. Um, so for me, so I eat breakfast. I usually have some kind of fat tea with it. And then I have a, another meal, um, you know, later in the day. What I does a fat tea look like? <laughs> so it's some kind of tea. I like, like basically a hot it's tea? Ca- a hot tea. Yeah. Sometimes I make them cold. Um, it depends. Like right now, it's it's quote unquote cold in Texas now. So yeah. I'm back on the on the warm stuff. <laughs> yeah, um, cold in Texas is in the 60s, you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, I basically do some kind of MCT oil or MCT oil powder. Uh-huh. Um, and then uh, I like to use heavy cream. I don't use butter as much. So I'll use a qu- sometimes a quarter cup of heavy cream in that and wow. the tea. And then I blend it all up. And it's usually I take in a total of three tablespoons of MCT oil a, a day. Um, purposely. 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 Yeah. Um, and I do two of them in the morning. And then I put another one um, at the end of the day. Is it when I have my other one. effects that you're trying to get there, Jake? Yeah. Yeah, I want to be able to keep it boosted up, um, and that I find is the quickest way uh, for the do, body to process it. Do you, you do know, any exogenous work. ketones? You know, I would love to, but the ones I have tried have made me sick. One time I tried one that made it me so sick, I projectile vomited in my car, wow. all over my husband in the car. We so. all have that visual now, uh, the projectile yes. vomited. <laughs> Thanks. Um, yeah, you're welcome. So, um, <laughs> hey, everybody's got to know about some of the stuff. This is there part of the go. journey, Not Jimmy. just vomited, projectile vomited. <laughs> it's like I've got this visual now. I'll never get out of my head. Thank you. <laughs> well, I won't add any more details to it, though, because I got some. Um, That's for off uh, the air. <laughs> 
Are you having issues with fatigue, the keto flu, or muscle cramping on your ketogenic diet? Then allow me to introduce you to Keto Vitals. They will solve all of these issues. Keto Vitals is a high-dose electrolyte in a pill specifically created for the unique needs of the ketogenic lifestyle. They use only the best ingredients. In fact, their form of magnesium was shown in a double-blind trial to improve insulin sensitivity. Keto Vitals is 100 guaranteed. If it doesn't work, they will refund your money. Head on over to KetoVitals.com or you can go on Amazon and get free two-day shipping for Amazon Prime members. Use the coupon code KETO1515 both on Amazon and at KetoVitals.com to get 15% off of your order. Keto Vitals. Are you frustrated with the breath ketone devices that are on the market today? Well, let me introduce you to the brand new Level Meter. It is a simple, comfortable meter that allows you unlimited measurements for up to two users. It coincides with an Android or an iOS app to both track and trend your breath ketone data. You get detailed results displayed in the app within 15 seconds and the monthly sensor change and calibration ensure clinical accuracy on the device. The level meter also gives you a 24-hour snap of your wellness choices, and it's great to note that even if someone is not on a ketogenic diet, elevated fat metabolism will register on the level. Anything over 2 ppm is considered elevated fat metabolism. Now, I've been using this for a little while, and I think you're going to love it too. Go to levelnow.com, that's L-E-V-L-N-O-W.com to get your level today now you know do you want to know like what my meals are Yeah, what's the meals look like because i think sometimes people you know they think they think well i'm eating a pretty good ketogenic meal uh, but they don't realize that when you do it for therapeutic purposes which is why you're doing keto it could be a little bit different than what they're doing so what does your plate look like so And the other thing to keep in mind, when I started, I measured everything on a gram scale. I don't do that anymore now. I I don't need to. You can eyeball it now, probably. I can eyeball everything now. I'm really good. And I used to track all my food. I don't do that anymore. But in the beginning, I tracked everything and I measured everything. Mm -hmm. So breakfast is typically um, some kind of eggs uh, cooked in butter. um, And then it's usually bacon with it. And um, the fat tea and then um, lunch will sometimes usually be a salad with one of the fat dressings I like to make Um, pork belly or um, bacon and eggs on it Mm -hmm. or or um, what's another? Oh, um, some kind of beef, fatty beef cut. Yeah. Dinner. I usually only eat two big meals a day. Um, So usually it'll be a snack kind of in the evening. And sometimes that'll just be, I don't know, hard boiled eggs with some fatty dressing last night and two pieces of pork belly. Do you sometimes Um, skip that meal, that snack meal, and just you're good with the breakfast and lunch meal? 
Yeah. Yeah. And my lunch isn't at noon. My lunch tends to be at 2.30 or 3. You eat like me. It's like uh, I'll eat when my body tells me it's time. Yeah. And <laughs> I I, eat, I try to eat in the morning, even if like some mornings I get up and I'm not hungry. Mm-hmm. But I force myself to do it to help boost ketones because I can't. Um, there have been times where I'm like, oh, I'm not hungry and I keep going. And then my brain doesn't feel right. Really? So I would think the fasting would would be boosting the ketones as well, but you don't get that effect. Not always. And so I try to just be on the safe side. Like this morning, I didn't have a huge um, breakfast. I have these new... I love creating recipes. That's the other thing I do. Ah. Um, These these, um, egg quiches um, I... I made, I created the recipe yesterday. And um, so I had one of those with my, my, my tea. So that's awesome. Yeah. So I cook a lot of recipes, like anything that anybody could find on ketogenic uh, websites. Uh, Mm -hmm. And and then in the last probably year, I started creating my own recipes. so. So, so Jade, how do you measure for ketones or do you? Yes, I do. So I test uh, with a, a, a blood meter. I test both glucose and um, my ketones. Mm-hmm. When I first started, I used to test um, every single day. Uh, and then now I test mm, three times a week. Wow. So, but well, eventually that, go ahead. I was going to say, and that's good because you, you get a bunch of data early and then after a while you can kind of sense and and I can even do this now it's like at any given moment ask me what my blood ketone level is I've tested so much so often in the past that I can kind of feel it yeah yeah and I and I'm the same way I can tell now when they're really high and like you know I I, I can tell when they're kind of low yeah. I can really read it now to the point but um when I Pretty soon, like if I start coming off meds, I'm going to have to start testing every single day again. So, just and Jade, to, um, from from an epilepsy control standpoint, what are you aiming for in your blood ketones? So for me, I like to be around. Some people I know like to be 1.8 to 2.5. Yeah, I kind of I really like the 2.2 uh, 2. 2 to like 3.5. So two to three point five. What, yeah. What's the purpose in having those higher levels? So you have okay. So it's always tricky to really even understand why this works. But mm-hmm. um, it's like the drugs. The, <laughs> yeah. So the um, uh, the you need more um, basically ketones pumping in your blood more. Uh, the beta hydroxybutyrate. Yeah. You just in the higher. That's what, at least what I realize is you, it needs to be higher in the blood, at least for people with epilepsy. And what you know? happens if you dip below that 2.0 to 3.5 range? Let's say you're 1.5. That's still really good ketosis, uh, ketosis for someone that doesn't have epilepsy. But what happens to someone with epilepsy? Well, for me, I ne- nothing really. I didn't start having seizures or anything. I just didn't feel good. I felt like I felt more lethargic tired and felt side effects of the meds more Mm -hmm. but i do know some people it drops low like that and it's like seizure activity wow so So, and this is all like individual sure so what like and this is what because i get a lot of people ask me all the time what's a good number what what range should i be in and i'm (laughs) always like figure that out i don't know i know what works for me because i have other friends i've met uh, over the last years with epilepsy that are doing this and they have a different sweet spot than I do. So, so Jade, let's say you're in that one point 
5 range and you want to get up to the 2 to 3.5 range, what is your go-to for boosting your ketones? I just, I, I will go on what I call a fat fast. Okay. So you'll really b- boost the fat to like 90% of your calories mm-hmm. and then the rest protein and carbohydrate. Yeah. Do you also oh. restrict the calories to help with that? No, I don't restrict calories. I, I just basically, so, so if, and I haven't had to do this in a really long time, but when I did the fat fast, it would be like, um, fat, fat coffee, fat tea in the morning, um, with an avocado. Mm. And then it would be uh, pork Mac- belly and some some fatty dressing yeah. at dinner, stuff like that. So I li- even limited the protein. Do you uh, drink like macadamia nut oil or anything like that to try to you know get more fat in that way? Or um, I've never used macadamia nut oil too much. Um, it would just mean I would increase the MCT oil. Got it. Yeah, although, but, um, although if you go too much on that, it can cause some gastric distress for some people. Well, the first time I ever had some, yeah. I just went and used a tablespoon. I didn't know. Oh, yeah. Dumped it right two, into my I drink. Did, I did two <laughs> tablespoons. And I learned later, don't do that. <laughs> well, and for me, I was like, I was out doing a volunteer event and I'm sitting and, you know, raising money and everything. And I text my husband, I go, I think I have a tiger in my gut. Yes. It's tearing me to pieces. And then you get the kind of gastric reflux. So it kind of comes up to the throat and mm-hmm. burns. And yeah, guys, if you've never done that with MCT oil, just go slow. So is that what you did? You worked your way up? No. So what happened with me is I was like, I'm never using that stuff again. Yes. And um, the other thing I learned is each brand is different. If it's got palm oil in it or something different, the uh, like I have specific brands now that I like that almost feel easier to digest. And also MCT oil to me seems easier to digest. I like so. I like Dave Asprey's Brain Octane Fuel. It's pretty good for me. Again, you don't need to use as much of it either because it's so concentrated. What's mm-hmm. the brand that you like? I like Left Coast. Mm-hmm. I've been I've been using theirs, and then I use a uh, uh, ballistic keto MCT oil powder. Yep, I've heard of that one. Yeah, so I use um, that's what I use right now. Mm-hmm. So. Well, we got into the nuts and bolts of the actual diet, and it seems to be having you on the pathway to healing. But as you mentioned at the beginning, healing is so much more than just what you're doing nutritionally and in your lifestyle. So let's talk about how you've learned to accept yourself, uh, love yourself, forgive yourself, you know, all these years uh, dealing with this horrible disease. Um, and now you're trying to help people get into that right mindset. Tell us a little bit about this whole concept of the train inside me. Where, where'd that come from? Um, <laughs> I love it. People ask this. So the train in- Sorry. <laughs> no, you're spot on. Um, okay. <laughs> Are you Sorry. done? <laughs> I have I have fun on my podcast. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, I know. You know, I live with a man that does stuff like that. <laughs> it drives Christine crazy, but yeah, I, I fully agree. I, I relate to her. <laughs> Go, it's you. It's all okay. You know. It's mine. All right. Um. So basically, the train inside me was how I described as a child what it felt like when a, a seizure was coming. Mm. Basically, to me, and so I always had like a good 10 minute or uh, or a warning. I could feel it coming and it would literally feel like this very loud, you know, the sound of a train coming down a track. 
I could hear that in the distance. That's what I heard in my head. Wow. Uh, when a seizure was coming and it was just barrel at you. And that's what it felt like. And as it got closer, it would literally feel like it was running through my body, like you were being run over by a train. Hmm. And uh, that is how um, that's how I came up with that name. I, that's what I always said. To, and I wrote, and when I was 15, I wrote a poem about it. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that's the best way. So it's how I describe my seizures as a child. Wow. That's definitely the title of your book if you write a book about this experience someday. I love <laughs> that's that. What, that's what Ross and Kara always tell me. <laughs> yeah, it's Ross and Kara from the F Bomb uh, Company, you guys. So, how did you meet them, by the way? How did you guys become buddies? So, I. Um, on my social media account on Instagram, I posted a photo once of, um, of their product. No, no, I've done that too. (laughs) But of, uh, of my, uh, I have a scar from the brain biopsy on the left uh, side of my head and it's quite large. Mm -hmm. And for a while I had half my head shaved so you could see it. And, um, I posted a photo about it and wrote a little bit of something about it. And Ross and Kara contacted me and asked if I would share my story on their website. Wow. And, and next thing I knew, they invited me to Paleo FX. Yeah. And after that, it's just been the most amazing experience with them and their company. Um, and they, they're growing now, too. That's, that's amazing. They really are. Uh, I am so proud and happy for them. Uh, they sent me last month... Um, they wanted me to share my story. Uh, come Carly Eisman Foundation had contacted them and they thought of me. So they made it so I could go out there and speak to the families um, and parents of children with epilepsy. That foundation, the Carly Eisman Foundation, does wow. um, works with children, individuals, um, using the modified Atkins diet or ketogenic diet and teaching them how to cook. So I got to go out there and be a part of that. That's way cool. Yeah, so, so. <laughs> so where are you wanting to go with this? What What's the dream? The dream? Um, I want to go all over the world sharing my story and showing people that you don't have to live the life that a doctor tells you or there is no one option. I want them people to know there are options. I want people with any chronic illness or diagnosis to know that it is possible to move beyond it. And options it you may never hear from your doctor. Yes. And I I want I want to go and speak to colleges. Um, I want to speak at medical medical schools. I want people just to know that it's an option. It's not for everybody, right. but I want them to know that a little girl at seven and a half can be a 38-year-old woman living a life she never thought possible. Yeah, and thriving. Yeah, in, in a way that I never, I did not think that I would be sitting here talking to you, doing all the things I'm doing. Well, you're truly an amazing success story. You know, so many times that success story phrase is thrown out there for people with weight loss. But to me, Jade, hearing stories like yours of health uh, overcoming some incredible odds 
where the medical profession pretty much has given up on people just like you. Um, you know, it's amazing. We need more people like you out there speaking up, speaking out, being willing to stick your neck out. You know, you, you've taken a, a great risk sharing your story on social media, now coming on podcast and wanting to get your name out there. Uh, I applaud you. I, I think what you're doing is incredible. You're an incredible human being, and I wish you nothing but success in all your future endeavors. Thank you. <laughs> so again, her name, you guys, is Jade Nelson. Go check her out, jadenelson.net. And she's also on Instagram, at the train inside me. And we'll also have a link to her Facebook page so you can connect with her and uh, see all the great work that she's doing because she's going places, you guys. You heard her here first on the Living La Vida Low Carb Show. So, Jay, thanks so much for joining us here today. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Coming up next time on the Livin' La Vida Low Carb Show, we'll have the author of a brand new book called The Craving Cure. Her name, Julia Ross. Get show notes for today's episode at theliveinlowcarbshow.com. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review at iTunes. Thanks for listening to the Livin' La Vida Low Carb Show. We'll see you next time. Disc of Light.